Welcome back to the second episode of the Pathfinder 2E one-shot. I'm Paul. I'm Alex. And uh, yeah, we're back about to beat the piss out of some mercenaries. But before we get into that, uh, let's talk to our, our fellow players, our PCs. Our compatriots. Returning again. I wish there was like a walk-up song like it was baseball. <laughs> yeah. Some like MMA yeah. or something. Some height. I never actually met Ryan in, in real person, but some height somewhere. We have Ryan Mossberger. Da, 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 hey, da, da, da. everybody. I'm back. Um, my name is Ryan Mossberger. Like was just previously said, uh, I'm a cast member on the Dice Populi podcast. And to keep things brief, I just started a YouTube channel for making little shorts uh, called uh, Run DMG. Uh, check it out and uh, critique my ability to make videos because I'm still learning. Rad, Nonat, what you got going on? Howdy, my name is Nonat. I run the Nonat Ones YouTube channel, making Pathfinder 2E guides and short skits and everything in between. I also release exclusive homebrew on my Patreon for the Pathfinder 2E system. Awesome. Aubrey? Hey, I am Aubrey, the GM of Goblets and Gaze and Anima Magiri, and I play in a bunch of campaigns that are around. You've probably seen some of them. Awesome. Thank you all. As always, links, descriptions to everything all these awesome people do are in the description for this episode. As always, please check them out, follow, take in their content. It is all well worth your time. I can promise you that much. So last time on the adventure of you, of people asking questions to Alex and him waiting for Aubrey or Nonat to answer, uh, you... (laughs) We're asked to go to a playhouse. You put on what I would consider a stirring and compelling performance. Thank you. To convince. Bark. Bark. <laughs> Wolf. Uh, Bark. Wolf. <laughs> yeah, why couldn't I have that part? Come on. Uh, because, Paul, you, you and just I. just like are, to punish me. You, you and I are stuck in this room together, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to take it out on you. Um, the stirring performance by all involved, uh, convincing the Goblin King Zuzgut. To allow him to allow you, rather than these mercenaries, to explore underneath the playhouse, you found uh, a sewer full of many friendly crabs, barnacles, and then one really, really, really angry crocodile that just really did not like Rudolph. Um, he was uh, knocked unconscious, saved, and after you burned him, froze him, punched him, and then shot him in the face, he died. You continue your adventure onwards, finding the lair of the crocodile and a small lockbox. Not lockbox, a scrap of paper with the name of a family, the Ilnandar, as well as a small jade cat and five gold pieces. As you went farther through the sewer system to further explore just a little deeper, the mercenaries who had met up top revealed themselves, having found a way deeper into the sewers, but obviously not following the wishes of the goblins. And here they are, ready to punch you. So, without further ado, and not much more gilding of the lily, let's play Punchy Punchy Punch Punch. Ooh, I'm good at that one. Punching the lily. Is that a fancy way of saying roll for initiative? Indeed it is. I'm sorry, is that not the two-y way? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're starting with a 19, I'll take that. Ooh. Hey, 17 Hachi. plus 7. I'm oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, just one up me. Uh, that's cool. Sorry. Uh, I'm just going to fudge that and say 19 plus 5, so 24. Good God. Well, this was a fun combat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> super excited. 
for all of you to just waste <laughs> these mercenaries. All right. Mercs of mercs. Indeed. Uh, and then this one is... I guess Maybe I got, I'll actually yeah. get to show off what my invention actually does in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> it explodes. Watch. Uh, <laughs> kills. It kills you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We, we missed this last time, so let's... I guess you're all kind of saying in the background, but just for simplicity's sake, and I think, Aubrey, your, uh, your initiative didn't track in Roll20 because someone probably entered at the same time as you, negating mm. your number. A little, another fun trick of Roll20. Whoa, nice. 24 and 20, a half. 24 and a half. I don't know. I was just like, because <laughs> we both got the same number. I was like, uh, what is our high, like, do we do, I don't remember if we do dex or not. Dex I off. think it's highest perception. Uh, yeah. if, they just, if it's between two players, they decide amongst themselves. Cool. cool. Uh, so, uh, would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. All right. So, we have uh, Diana, Poir, Rudolph, uh, first top of the three. Then we have some one mercenary going, then Dakai, followed by the rest of the mercenaries. Kind of the action orders mm-hmm. as they lay out, but Diana, it is your turn. Cool. What are you doing? Uh, I am going to pull out the gun. <laughs> Off my back, uh, and uh, I've got my uh, one-shot, one-kill sniper thing um, since I interact to draw the firearm and first turn of the encounter. Uh, first strike, uh, we'll, do, we'll hopefully deal additional damage. And I'm going to aim at uh, the person that's furthest away right, right now, this one. Right, the, the bandit leader, the mercenary's mm-hmm. leader. Uh, and that is a 18. 18 hits. Awesome. Uh, and so that is going to be 2d6 per, uh, precision damage. Uh, that's going to be 10 damage. 10 damage. Nice. This bullet shoots from the gun, rips through the torso of the mercenary. They double over, still standing, but having sustained significant damage. What else? Anything else you like to do? Uh, I am going to uh, move back into the room and uh, sort of take cover over here. All right, Poir, it is your turn. Uh, I am going to <clears throat> I'm going to take out my finger, which is my gun, and I am <laughs> then going to cast. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to cast Ray of Frost at the leader as well, uh, taking taking. Um, Diane's lead. Diana or Diane? Diana. Diana. I'm going to take Diana's lead, and I'm going to try with my finger gun, shoot. Uh, <laughs> I like I make a little sound effect when I yeah. shoot it off. You're doing everything that Diana just did. She like loads it and cocks it and like gets it ready, oh, and you're just doing the same with like finger <laughs> just gun Just moving sounds. his thumb around like the hammer. <laughs> a natural 18 plus Ooh. 7, so 25. That is a critical success. Woo! Hey! Uh, so for critical successes, I think it does... It takes double damage, and yep. there's a negative 10 move penalty. So let me roll that d4 here. I'm just so cold. Oh, it's just a 1, though. I knew it was going to be a 1. So uh, <laughs> 1 plus 4 is 5, so 10 doubled, and they take a negative 10 to their movement. Woof. And I will, uh, following Diana's lead, I will retreat a little bit. <laughs> Bar, before before you back up, they don't really have to worry too much about their movement. How do you murder this person? <laughs> Just like kind of looking at how Diana was doing it, like he kind of like sets himself up with his finger gun and goes, pew, 
and kind of like looking over at her and doesn't even see the person's like uh, head explode in an explosion of like ice and then looks over and sees the body drop and is like oh it does work <laughs> blows the smoke off his finger gun holsters it uh very well done uh so that mercenary is like super dead rudolph <laughs> it is your uh, turn so rudolph holding uh holding his swift long impact nitro gadget or sling uh in his hand uh finally gets to to try to overdrive it show you all what a what a homemade weapon can do and uh on the base of the sling it actually has a handle and there's a little a little like clockwork key at the bottom, so he starts winding the key up, and I'm going to use my overdrive ability, uh, which means I need a crafting check against a standard DC for my level, which would be about a 15 for level one. Yeah, yeah, all that, exactly. Just what I was going to say. I rolled a 14. Oh, no! The mind meld. Nothing. <laughs> uh, I'll try again. There's nothing. As long as I don't critically fail, I can try again. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Come on! Five. Critical failure. It explodes. <laughs> That's an 18. Okay. There it is. So so he, he finishes cranking, which takes a little longer than expected. <laughs> and the sling itself actually starts, like, rotating and spinning on its own without him having to twirl it like a normal sling. <laughs> and he just slowly aims it at the one across the, the, the way and just clicks a little lever and it just flings out in its direction. He shoots sling at the... Uh... Mercenary to the west. Yep. For a 19 to hit. That is a hit. Fantastic. We are going to be dealing six points of damage. Six points of damage. Sling starts spinning, zooming around, and as the little projectile leaves, you watch as it catches the mercenary in the jaw, breaking his jaw, really doing a number on him. Sorry about is... that. You threatened us. <laughs> That's on you. Uh, it's the now. It's the mercenaries' turn to the east. Going to take a stride movement. Do, 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 do. Get right there next to Dakai. Raise up their short sword. Going to probably try and take two attacks here. We'll see how it goes. Uh, a gentleman's nine. No. All right. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to do way better this time. All right. That one. A little better. Four. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. All right. So, wait. Lower is better, right? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. We're doing Thacko. We're doing Thacko. (laughs) Awesome. That's what I was trying to do. I rolled a six on a D6 for a success. Wait, that's a different system. Uh, So, the mercenary (laughs) comes up, swings twice to Kai, too light on his feet. Uh, Both shots missing. It's now Dakai's turn. Dakai is going to spend his first action entering Tiger Stance. Second action. Flurry of blows. First attack is uh, 14 to hit. Hit. Then the second attack. Oop, the box. Uh, 18, so that hits. Wow. So two hits. Uh, not the best damage. Eight points of damage. Eight for points of damage. Those. I rolled two twos on 2d8. So you, you come up, you drop into the stance, landing both blows, and like the true martial arts expert you are, how do you kill this oh, I mercenary? Nice. Uh, yeah, he just like dodges both of the the strikes from this mercenary, 
and as he's doing that like you see his feet kind of like slide out and he gets lower to the ground and then he just puts two fists just straight into his sternum god <laughs> and just starts holding just the like heart. a one two just pop pop <laughs> like knocks him back into the wall pull that heart out kalimal kalimal and I throw it into the, the sewer water <laughs> for our new crocodile friend <laughs> Um, and then he's going to, I don't know if I have enough to get over there. Five, do a stride, five, 10, 15. So you can move through the water. It is difficult terrain for you. For uh, the halflings, it's greater difficult terrain. <clears throat> okay. So I can only move to that point then. Okay. Right. Because yep. it's double to move into it into mm-hmm. a difficult terrain or uh, no it's about about so is 10 feet per square i don't know if greater is worse um, now you're nipple deep and shit no okay. well you should have worn a shirt that's on you that's fair that's okay all right the last standing mercenary uh just goes fuck this uh and he <laughs> is gonna take a stride movement <laughs> Um, and he's going to start breaking for the stairs down south that go to the west. And I think that's all of his movement. 75, yep, 75 feet-ish. I'm going to call that good. But yeah, he starts booking it towards that stairs. Uh, to Diana, it's now your turn. What do y'all think? Let him go or uh, chase him down? I'll give him a warning shot as he leaves. <laughs> right in the back of the head. <laughs> it's a warning hey, to the you, back of his skull. Stop. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> there, I warned him. <laughs> He's been warned. Let's see. Actually, I think he may be a little too far away for me because I think my thing only. Yeah, my thing only goes to like forty feet. So, so that's a range increment, which means you can shoot beyond that. You just take a minus mm. two penalty. You know what? Uh. Sure, let's let's give it a shot, anyways. Ha, uh, give it a uh, get it. shot. All right, let's give gun. it a shot. Because <clears throat> uh, of, of that corner, I'm going to give him a little cover, just to let you know. So his ace is a little fine. higher. That's fine. Um, and I will have my firearm ace, because I'll move up, reload, and then attempt to shoot. Uh, that is going to be a 28. No, no, 26. 26 with the minus two. Stop uh, resisting! <laughs> Bang! Stop! <laughs> Good God. So your warning shot is a critical success. <laughs> uh, super warned. Super warned. He's, he's going to be so warned that he'll never do it again. That much I promise you. Uh, and because, I mean, you can take a minus it's a two to make success. it. Because it's a critical success. My gun now goes up to a D10. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Fatal. And then I get a D6 piercing damage and plus two bonus circumstance to damage. Oh, my, oh God. my God. So... Oh my god! That'll teach him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what a <laughs> real one. Three d ten plus one d six. Oh my uh, god! And then and then it also doubles because it's oh my god. a critical. <laughs> um, oh my god! Uh, the first roll is that uh, is a a nine. <sighs> He's uh, dead. Just... Yeah, it is. He's, it's like that's like seventeen damage. Diana, uh, how do you warn this person to death? Uh, if you could warn them to death uh, with a bullet to the back of the head. Uh, you know, I aim down with the uh, the 
the violet eye. That's the one I used to for sight sighting everything and just I, I don't know. Maybe I, like I prop the gun up on on top of Rudolph. Uh, just to steady it a little bit. And just like, don't move. <laughs> and then... Rudolph's hearing's already like terrible from all the explosions he's endured, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Rud Rudolph is like after this shot, like looking at your gun, looking at his sling, and like mentally taking notes. <laughs> yep, uh, and then just just takes it out to, takes him out to the back of the head. Uh, you just hear, I got away, I did it, blam, and uh, you just hear a thud as you hear the sound of a body slowly sliding downstairs, uh, and uh, I got away, I can see my kids again, <laughs> thank God, my mother has only me to take care of her, blam. Um, <laughs> well, they shouldn't have made the mistake of fighting us. Yep, that's that's fair. It's, I mean, they started it, so. Uh, uh, so, well, that's it, you're out of combat. Uh yeah. Lots of Prob lots of blown up heads. Uh, I, I guess maybe we should check if they got anything in their pockets. Maybe they got a clue, right? They did say they were rifling uh, through this person's pockets. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't want people to find something. Dokai's gonna jump across and go through the uh, the mercenary leaders. While stuff. everybody while everybody loots, uh, Rudolph's just gonna spend ten minutes fixing his invention from the explosive leap last <laughs> last session. So as you all are doing this, you go through their pockets. They have pretty standard stuff, leather armor, clubs, short swords, crossbows. Uh, each has eight bolts. Something, nothing too big. However, uh, to Kai, as you go start ruffling through the leader's pockets, you see a small scrap of paper in there. They'll pull it out and look what's written on it. So as you read over the paper, uh, a couple things catch your eye. First is... Um, the great chamber of uh, the forgotten abyssal lord. So that one, like as you go over it pretty quickly, you take your time back up. Uh, you see the name of a prominent council member on there. Her name is Alonza Terramore. It says the lady Alonza Terramore requests that having granted access to the sewer, you find the long lost abyssal chamber of uh, the Abyssal Lord. Okay, and there's like nothing else on there that like the council member is looking for. They just want to find the chamber. Uh, they want to find the chamber, and you suspect that there's probably something that they're supposed to get uh, or report back on. Okay. They believe that like, what is everyone's lores? Let's 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 hear a list of lores. Real um, quick. I've Warfare. got <laughs> halfling lore and mining lore. Mining lore. Mining. I just have herbalism. Uh, I have Ustalev lore because the Ustalev characters from Ustalev. Uh, so, none of your lores really seem to match up um, with what's kind of going on and what it's talking about. But you can all roll me a society recall knowledge. Heck yeah! To kind of figure out who Olanza. I assume, I assume you're sharing this information with everybody. Yeah. Y'all kind of go through her pockets and hey, I got a plus one. Take which... what's. I got a lot. I got an eleven. I got an eleven. So it makes this seventeen and eighteen. Seventeen for me. Okay. Eighteen, seventeen, eleven, and then no net would you get? Eleven. Eleven. Okay. So uh Diana and Rudolph, you're both a little uncertain. Uh I mean, especially considering that you're from Ustalov, Diana, so it's like not something you're entirely familiar with. And Rudolph's not really the highest society type, leaves himself to his work. Doesn't really do much with uh, the upper class. However, 
Um, Dakai and uh, Poir are familiar with this council member in particular. She's you know got that... great trees, man. Just amazing, <laughs> tall, luscious <laughs> trees. Um, you know that she is a worshiper of Norgbur. Uh, so Norgabor is uh, a god of murder and secrets. You only know this because anywhere else in Galarian, like this is often frowned upon, but because of Absalom's nature of it being open-minded, of kind of accepting people from all like religions, all backgrounds, that it's the one place you can do it where you aren't basically committing social suicide. Huh. So hmm. you know that she's very much into these dark arts. And then... Uh, at the sound of the term Abyssal Lord, if uh, anyone wants to try and roll a recall knowledge religion. Ooh, religion. My religion is a zero. Or a cult. Uh, either one. I have a cult. cult. I have a one in occultism. Uh, my cultism, I got a 16. 16? I got an 18 on occultism. Religion, I got a 22. 22? 15 plus 7. 18 okay. occultism. All right, so you all, like, hearing this, maybe... It's just kind of part of uh, the general uh, lore of Absalom because it is an island. Uh, so this lord is the Lord Dagon. He's the demon lord of the sea, sea monsters, and deformity. Um, he's kind of a Cthulian-esque monster. Uh, as you can remember, he has you know tentacled face, kind of like an octopus-like head. Mm-hmm. So you probably heard of him before, if anything, because the sailors that leave uh, and uh, come back to Absalom usually try to get protection against him in particular just because sea monsters and and all that would obviously destroy them kill them completely sink their trade well that's kind of terrifying i mean i talked to her trees a couple of times they said she's into some weird stuff guys (laughs) like capital w weird and yes like an abyssal chamber is totally the normal thing that you find in a sewer so we should find it if we think we can, I'm down. What's an abyssal chamber but a fancy mine? <laughs> a, t- a mine for demons. Uh, yeah, so a D mine. Should we, should we, should we check if this gentleman down that way that got his head exploded all over a door has anything on him? Sure, why not? Want to uh, do that? Might also be the way to go too. So, you let me know before I have to jump over this. I'm almost done fixing my my gadget so I can get back over on that <laughs> side. The guy's gonna whoop, running jump yep. over. Yeah, I'll try I'll, to do the same. Yeah, Roll me them athletics jump. checks. Exactly 15 again. Damn. 12. Uh, so I, 24. Dunked. I get dunked in the duty. And then Diana jumps over you and then some as you get dunked in the duty with her 24. Just like, <laughs> Wah! I will then climb out of the duty. Uh, okay. Roll for duty. Right, um, okay. <laughs> nine. I don't Nine. want to add to duty checks, though. Uh, that's that's good. Nine's good enough. You were covered in duty. Um, Roll a d4 for how many duties you're covered in. One second. Eventually, we're going to say the word so much that it's going to lose all meaning. Can we just name this episode? <laughs> duty. Duty calls. <laughs> a man's duty. <laughs> a man's duty. Oh, God. Uh, Let's spell it. Duty, obviously. So as you all look down the steps, this is what you see. Crashing water and the occasional bit of flotsam from the sewers flow into this large, broad pool that fills the entire cavern and extends to the northwest. A small cove stretches to the southeast where a barnacle-covered boat is moored. The craft is mostly filled with water, and the rope securing it to the shore is saturated and beginning to rot away. 
So it looks like this has been here for a while. This wasn't their mode of mm. ingress. Yeah. So as you look at it, uh, you can give me a survival check. Everybody or? Uh, anyone who's looking at the boat, who's searching the body? Uh, I will. I'll search okay. the body. Should, Should I, I have... come over? Uh, <laughs> I guess I, I'll be right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just sort of follow along. So I'll have Poir and we'll have Dakai do that survival check. So survival is 15 plus 4, so a 19. 19. 4. 4. So Dakai, you're not really sure this isn't really your thing. Uh, but Poir, you look at it, you see that it's kind of covered in algae and stuff. It's super old. It's been there for about 20 years, you'd suspect, just by uh, the decay of both the rope and the wood. Um, I like you'd also suspect this the is... algae like 20 years or so. <laughs> <laughs> and you know wood uh, better than most. Um, I'll also, you... just just for uh, observational awareness, I will also do another detect magic to see if there's anything interesting around. You detect no magic. Uh, okay, cool. You spend some time. That 30-foot aura stretches out. Don't really come across anything. Uh, Rudolph, as you look into the room, you kind of see what they see. You see it goes down. Maybe you hear the crashing of waves, though it's at, it's at a contest with the waterfall of the sewer next to your head. And then, uh, Diana, as you go through the pockets of the mercenary... Standard club, short sword, bolts, crossbow, and then a letter on him that just says, I love my mother. I can't wait to go back. I sure hope no one morning shots me in the back of the head. Specific <laughs> to the point where it makes you uncomfortable. Just, you know, I'm just going to crumple that note up, toss it over my shoulder into the water. <laughs> Got nothing on him. No, no one else. In my- nah. It also has a note that in his obscure, like, religious beliefs, the only way he can't go to heaven is being shot in the back of the head by a, <laughs> oh. by a bullet. It's um, like, like Rick and Morty, like where you die yeah. a great warrior's death. Uh, that's the only way he can go to heaven. But the opposite. Oh, uh, yeah. He's like, how do you know? <laughs> then he gets pulled into hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. So, Rudolph, uh, how are you going to get across that, uh, the poop river? So, so, so we're going in there. Y'all need me to cross... Yeah, uh, I I do believe that this might be the way out after all of this, but I don't know. All right, you should no. probably cross at some point. As as you're saying, you should probably cross. Rudolph just slams the sling against the wall behind him and just flies <laughs> over all of your heads into the corner of the cove, <laughs> landing safely somehow. Landing safely somehow. It's not my call. Oh, uh, is that built feet? into the class? Oh shoot, I have to. Uh, I can only jump thirty feet. Uh... So you land in Poir's arms. Yeah. <laughs> Catch me, Poir! <laughs> Here I come. Uh, Okay. <laughs> Just tumbles into me. Uh, yeah, so what do, y'all, what do y'all wish to do? Um, there is another place down here that I don't think um, we've checked out. I just uh, crossed entrance. the river. <laughs> down, down to the south. I, that's a... Uh... Yes, uh... uh... It does look like we won't have to cross just yet if we go down south. I'll kind of play this out for y'all, and I'll let you see what you see, and I'll tell you if you need to move your tokens. But as you're walking around, so you head you, you head back south east mm-hmm. down the corridor. Uh, as you look back up north, you see a waterfall. That waterfall actually leads down into the cove we were just in. Um, so it's all connected. It all flows back into this cove where the boat waits for you. Um, And as you look farther north, uh, you look and it kind of goes deeper and deeper, probably underneath the streets of Absalom uh, as a deeper sewer. 
and it goes back as far as you can see, so maybe 100, 150 feet. Uh, you do see that there is a staircase to the east of the southern chamber. All right. Uh, so does this boat seem water-worthy at all, or is it, like, underwater? Uh, no, so it's definitely still floating. Like, it's filled with water. You're not sure with what, maybe the crashing waves, maybe just the rise and fall of it. Uh, but it does seem, especially with that 19 survival check, it does seem that you could use it. Okay. Is there enough room for all of us to sit in it? Uh, yeah. Luckily, okay. because uh, two of you are halflings, it makes it a little more amenable. Yeah. We just stack them on top of each other with a trench coat, and it's three people. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> per the rules of Pathfinder, if you can fool the DM... It prevents you from having to listen to uh, person rules. Exactly. I'm fooled. Uh, you all fit in that boat expertly. Uh, it's, it's a sight to behold. You three normal people. Normal-sized human beings. <laughs> Simple. Totally normal human beings. Totally normal. <laughs> so is that what you want to do? You want to get on the boat and kind of head out? No, we... Oh. we the, the southern chamber, right? You can. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to check out this first and then... I guess that that might be a way out into like a something uh, the deeper. So, y'all walk over to the southern chamber. How am I supposed to get over there? Uh, I'm going to assume that maybe like Dakai and Poir are kind of looking around uh, with maybe Diana as well. They're probably just leaving you on the far end in case Fair they need enough. you. I'll I spend ten minutes repairing my, path, my, so. <laughs> my gadgets. Um, as you look into the room. Uh, tall stone cylinders stand in a line in the center of the chamber. Broken pipes protrude from the ceiling above the cylinders, and are rusted and covered with green algae. Every few moments, one of the cylinders makes a feeble grinding sound, and a dribble of water flows down from the top of the cylinder and drips onto the floor. In this chamber, the water is kind of high. It's maybe to your knees, uh, because both staircases on the east and the west go down into a deeper chamber. So... The walkways outside were dry, but this chamber has water. And, and sorry, what, what what do these like pillars do? Uh, so as you investigate them, I need you to roll me uh, crafting. Okay. Recall knowledge or inspection. I don't know. Five. Five. Yeah, you're not sure. Uh, they Six. seem strange. Yeah, you're both kind of looking at it, and the one person who might be able to identify it is uh, on the other side. Asking about how he's supposed to cross. I believe this is some sort of mechanical device. It runs on some sort of electricity. Uh, Yes. Do do you think if you did that run and chargey thingy, you could, like, take me with you? He'd have to spend ten minutes repairing sling first. Oh, that's drag. Um, I guess I'll come down here. and I I do have a rope in my... Thing, like, toss it over. I think, all, I think we all have rope in our thing that we just keep forgetting about. Yeah, I rolled a two on my athletics check, so I just stumble into the muck and then. Have what do you need? Why don't you through. describe it to me, and I'll see if I can I can say a thing or two about it. Uh, so I need you to roll me a performance check uh, to describe <laughs> it in enough detail where he Could, understands what you're talking about. Easy. Could I Everybody support? Knows. Yes, Can you I can. Support? I'll you support. can't support. Like, like he's going to say some stuff. And you'd be like, no, 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 it's not like this. It's like this. I rolled yeah. a five. <laughs> All right. I'm like, yeah, there, there are these uh, thingies. You should look. Do you support? Uh, yeah. I, uh, do, do I need, I'm rolling a performance check for supporting as well. Yep. Uh, I got an 18. 
<laughs> so Dakai is trying to explain this, and uh, clearly Diana has w- knows way more about it, but he keeps cutting her off. Like she'll be like, "Yeah, no, it's like a, a cylinder," and he's like, "No, no, 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 it's not like a cylinder, but it's like a round, tall thing." <laughs> Wrongly mansplaining. Yeah, exactly. Just being a real dick. Uh, so I'll have you roll a crafting check. I'm gonna make the DC a little higher That's because fair. they're explaining it poorly. Let's go. Fourteen. I'm 14. rolling garbage. Yeah, you're 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 not sure. You're just like that. Sounds like a bunch of stone cylinders. Uh, and they're like, exactly, perfect. We figured out the mystery. Do, do you think it's important? Are there like runes and junk on it? When you all were in the room, there was nothing of import. Uh, it seemed fairly mechanical. It seemed to have served some sort of purpose. There was nothing, no chests, just the pipes and those cylinders. Not even a creature. And you said they were stone cylinders? They were stone cylinders with metal piping stone kind of inter- interweaved above that's sensed with age, cracked and fallen to disrepair. Can I cast Detect Magic while in the room and yeah. see if there's anything interesting going on, like magically? Uh, there's no magic unless you think engineering is magic, in which case it is magical. But otherwise... Oh my god, there's so much engineering here, guys. <laughs> oh, oh, look at it. It's a word. It's a marvel. Uh, no, there's there's nothing really going on. All right. I mean, I think he should just come take a look at these, right? He can. Uh, you can spend 10 minutes. He can explode his thing, and he can come over if you'd like. Yeah, I'm going to get a concussion at this point. Diane, I'd move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! <laughs> uh, I'm going to get a concussion at this point. Uh, you make it on the other side. You you get a look at the room. Uh, everything Diana was saying was right. Everything Dakai was saying was wrong. Uh, now that you have a better look at it, roll me another crafting check, please. 25. 25. There it is. And so you look at it. This seems to be some sort of sump pump room. So at some point in time, uh, even before the big shift in foundations, like the sewers still had to compete with being below the water line. And so this room's entire function was to take water from other areas, pump it up and out and back into the ocean. Uh, they've fallen into such disrepair that they're, they're basically pointless. And the fact that they get submerged every day also causes a problem. So they're just in really bad disrepair and are basically useless at this point. See, I do believe I described them as they are. Yeah, but you didn't <laughs> describe that they're broken. Look, they used to divert water, so we'd leave the sewer, and now, every day, water fills the sewer. So they broke it. Now, if you don't mind, he sits down and starts fixing his sling. (laughs) Uh, Ten minutes or so passes. You get sling working again. I assume you all want to... Just to use it again to get across the other way. I assume you all want to make it back to the side. We all said before that we all have rope. I think I think he's just terrified of getting in the water. Period, and so the there best way to be a crocodile down there. It's just exploding himself across. Uh, he's covered totally in soot. Thing. Can at I just this like point. put him on my shoulders and just like wade across? I would have let you do that, but I'm <gasps> oh, enjoying the explosion. He would. Oh, he would 100 percent take the piggyback ride. Absolutely. Uh, as as you all get to the other side, you explode to the other side. Takai just goes, "I could have just carried you across," and you're just like, "Son of a you bitch!" You couldn't have said something <laughs> sooner. Uh, <laughs> so you all make your way to the boat. I assume cast off. I'm mm-hmm. fixing my sling while I'm in the boat. <laughs> yep, you have plenty of time to fix fix your sling uh, slowly, but surely. Don't call me Shirley. Sorry, slowly but Sandy. 
A rocky beach covered in bits of assorted refuse meets the water to the southeast of this new chamber. To the northwest, what once may have been a natural carved cave partially has collapsed some time long ago. Now it has revealed an area beyond of worked stone. The chamber within is large and constructed of a pale green almost metallic looking material multiple round passages form uh, worm their ways in the north northeast and southwest while a grand staircase rises all the way to the northwest ladies and gentlemen this almost looks like it could be a man <laughs> look at all these rocks perfect mining rocks you're in your natural habitat indeed i am <laughs> indeed i am <laughs> I believe we have found the abyssal chamber. We should so be what constitutes an abyssal chamber? It's a great question. He well, just it's like a mine. At <laughs> it's more <laughs> just as wildly. I mean, just look at it. It's so abyssal. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm seeing. Ah, there we go. And there's also a wooden sign hanging that says abyssal, abyssal chamber. <laughs> you know what? You know what? The tentacles definitely tell a story of abyssal. That's for sure. You, you know, a- question answered. So let's let's jump into a little exploration mode here. What's everyone doing as they move into the chamber? I am hiding. <laughs> I would like to be perceptive. Okay. All right. Stealth. Stealth. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to avoid notice as well. I was hoping Diana to go, and I'm going to gun. Uh, <laughs> Start pop, couple doing, warning doing shots. desk pops. Yeah. <laughs> desk, desk pop. All right, as you're being perceptive, slowly moving, I need Poir to roll me a perception check, please. Uh, okay, so it's a 9 plus 7, 16? 16. You hear to the northwest a slow groaning and shuffling of feet. I hear some feet. <laughs> hiding behind the statue so i'm hearing a little groaning and i'm hearing some feet y'all know y'all know what feet sound like right yeah (laughs) and we're like now i don't know if diana knows what feet sounds like (laughs) but yeah sure i totally know what that sounds like clip clop clip clop 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 yeah (laughs) you know shaking that's what (laughs) It's like Arrested Development and the chicken noises. Yeah. <laughs> They're like bags of sand. <laughs> uh, guy is going to stealthily kind of move around. You said it was coming from the northwest, so like northwest, up the stairs. yeah, up the stairs. So as you approach, this is what you see. And I'm also not at full health, so I'm just going to pop one of my other potions to try to. Wait, do you want a berry? Yeah, let's do that. I'm, I'm only down five, so it doesn't matter what you roll, but I think being down 25% of my health is probably not good oh, going wow. into this. Uh, you get, uh, ele- now that you don't need it, you get 11 points, or 10 points, because <laughs> it's a D6 oh, plus yeah. one. Of course. Sweet. All right, so I'm back to full. So, yeah, going to be Rudolph's gonna draw slowly moving around the outside of this. All right, roll me uh, a stealth check, please. Also, Diane, if you could roll me a stealth check. And I guess I think Rudolph is also stealthing. So. I am hiding behind a statue. Oh, you're, oh, you're hiding. Nice. Yes. Um, how does a 27 sound? Sounds like that 
18 I rolled isn't going to matter. Uh, Natural one. Like. I rolled a 19. 19. Adjusted 19. For I got a second natural one. <laughs> Luckily, you're uh, you're behind. You're just behind the statue, being like, "What do you see?" <laughs> just screaming uh, out to everybody, as trying to be as stealthy as possible. What do feet sound like? <laughs> Is it like a pitter patter or a clip clop? No. Orc feet, so, human feet, goblin feet—they're all very distinct. As you, you know, all the minds, look I can into tell. The <laughs> the scrap I can tell, just like last time. Um, as you all look into the chamber, you see two disgusting, decomposing bodies shambling around. As Dakai and Diana approach, they don't seem to have noticed you, still shuffling back and forth. How close what can is it? Get to like launch a surprise attack. Uh, that I is don't a have great to be question. Close to it all to be to launch a surprise attack. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Her surprise attack is bam. Uh, no, not how close can you get for a melee surprise attack? What do you just keep rolling stealth rolls or? So stealth, as long as you are behind cover by the end of a sneak action, which is half your movement speed, you're still hidden. If they're out in the open, like it looks like they are, mm-hmm. um, if he could move from like, uh, where am I? There we go. Uh, like if he could be hidden here. And in half his movement speed, move up and attack. Uh, that that's, could technically... Yeah, that's what I was exactly going to do. Yeah. Though, to, like, this, move... this one up here might see you, though. Yeah. I mean, what if I, like, kind of doubled back and back around just to make sure? Uh, I think I'll probably have you roll another, an- stealth, another just stealth just because to... you're moving your body position so much, if that's all right. And I'll have just that one, uh, the one shambling corpse kind of roll perception because the other one's a little far back. Okay. But yeah, there's no, like, surprise round or anything in 2e like there is in 5e. Oh, okay. Uh, ba, 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 16. 16. Maybe it was because, like, before with the shuffling, they may have missed, but it may have drawn their attention. You watch as the zombie, who's maybe not a zombie, uh, turns towards you and <laughs> opens his mouth and just... And we're going to roll. Did they see you, Dokai? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of feed is it? <laughs> <laughs> Is it like normal feet? Sounds is squishy. It like, is it like a stump in a foot? Or that sounds like the feet are like decomposing. Metric. Are they decomposing? You can tell me. It's okay. Is it inches or centimeters? <laughs> are we doing metric? I don't want to get it wrong. Well, their yeah. feet uh, has to be a... Uh, whatever the other one is. I'm going to roll Imperial. for my initiative. Right. I did not go. roll particularly well. I got a 14. Uh... Do I, since I nat won my stealth, do I still get to roll stealth for initiative? Uh, <laughs> me yelling. I'm gonna say no. Okay, fair <laughs> I'm, enough. I'm, yeah, just for the unique circumstance of you uh, rolling, just hard, <laughs> hard bad. Every time I I come on someone else's like live play, I roll so many nat ones, which is so <laughs> ironic. <laughs> so ironic. <laughs> You should call yourself Yes Nat Ones. Uh, uh, so original. <laughs> Occasionally <laughs> Nat Ones. Occasional Nat. Okay, that's that's first. <laughs> Seven. Seven. All right. So, looks like we got a good batting order here with Dakai, Diana, uh, and Poir all going first. A little bit of an intermingled in the later in the later rounds, but appropriately. Dakai, though you were sneaking around and you were noticed, you're ready to spring into action. Uh, it is your turn. Okay. 
I will spend my first action to stride. So 5, 10, 15, oh Lord, he's 20, 25, which gets me right into range of the first alleged zombie. <laughs> alleged. 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 We, we have no idea. We, I have to say that. I have to say alleged. My lawyers advise me to. Um, <laughs> second action to get into tiger stance. Third action, attack with flurry of blows. Uh, first hit <clears throat> is a 20 to hit. And the second attack is uh, actually another 20 to hit. All right. And that's what kind of damage is that? Uh, it's actually slashing. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, it's going to be bad. Um, yeah, it's going to be real bad. All right. Yeah, my tiger stance allows me to do a tiger claw attack, and it's slashing damage. All right. Go ahead. What, I'm sorry, what was the second one you rolled? They were both 20. Yeah, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, ba, 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 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. You watch as both these attacks go through, and they do way more than you expect them to do. As you rip through its flesh, like one of its arms like starts dangling from a bit of sinew, and like you take off its uh, jaw flavorfully uh, with one of its strikes. So like you mess Just this thing rip up. Rip through. Yeah. The- like it, tissue paper flash. It has a, 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 a bad time. Uh, Diana, it is now your turn. Yeah, I am going to... 25, uh, and I am now... 45 feet away from uh, this one, so... Still technically out of range, but I, I will take the, uh, the minus two. Uh, and do my one-shot, one-kill... Uh, I interact, so I pull out the gun, and get ready to shoot. Uh, it's going to be a 21. 21 is a hit. Okay, uh, so that's going to be 2d6 precision damage. Uh, it's going to be 9 precision damage. 9 precision damage, so this damage rips through uh, doing some serious damage as a hole is pierced through the body. Um, anything else you like to do with your last action? Uh, I am going to... Uh, uh, I'm just going to attempt to, like, I, I don't know, kneel down and take cover. Okay. Um, is it an action yeah. to reload the gun? It is. It, it is. is. Okay. But, but I assume, like, she loads it at the end of each combat. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, no. But I'm saying yeah, like she right, moved, right. shot, and mm. then she's uh, got one I, action. I, uh, I want to. Right. With uh, my firearm ace feet, it's better to spend my first action oh, uh, no. Sweet. Uh, to reload mm. because then uh, I get the plus two circumstance bonus uh, on the uh, the next strike, right. and that only lasts until the end of the turn. Yeah. So gotcha. okay. So Diana stands up, takes a shot, hitting the zombie, and then she kind of hunkers down on the staircase, taking some cover there. Uh, and I will say, because the angle of the stairs, uh, I'll mm-hmm. allow it. Poir, it is now your turn. I'm gonna cock my thumb back <laughs> and aim real careful and go. <laughs> and I'm going to use uh, Ray of Frost because it's got a range of 120 feet. So good God. Oh my. And hit God. the same one that Diana was going for because I can see that one. Rudy Tootie. 
Rudy Tooty Shooties. Rudy Tootin' Cowboy Shooting. Rudy Tootie Cowboy Shooting. That's what this game is. I guess I didn't know. So it is 12 plus 7, so a 19? 19 hits. That math works. Sure. 4, 2 plus 4 points of damage, so 6 total freezing or cold damage. 6 total freezing. So you watch as part of its flesh freezes and it kind of just falls off of its body and shatters on the ground. Uh, it's, it's pretty gross. Uh, and then I'll run 25 feet to get here, a little closer. All right. So Poir takes out his magic gun and shoots it, hitting, runs for some cover, and then is now the zombie in the northwestern corner's turn is going to stride. And I stride. Uh-oh. Looks like someone's flanked. Uh-oh. Uh, no, Nat. What is flanking doing to E? Uh, flat-footed on the target, nice. so they have minus two AC. All right, here we go. So the so the zombie moves twice, swings with one of its arms, with one of its fists. Uh, twenty-seven. The uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, man. Nah, man. I got the special feet where <laughs> shit doesn't hit me ever. And with the flanking, it's. Exactly ten over is that a crit or yep. does it have to be ten? O- exactly ten over is a critical hit. Yep. Okay, because my AC is nineteen, and then if it's flanking, then it puts my AC at seventeen, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you you, okay. So I have to factor in the flat footed myself. You didn't add that to your attack. I did not. No, okay. it just gives you minus two. Yep. So that would be a critical hit. All right. So that's twelve points of damage, as it comes across your body. <laughs> uh, really good. Uh, Rock your body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is now Rudolph's turn. Uh, well, I'm a bit far. His little legs can only run so fast. <laughs> but we can certainly go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Uh, and how, how far is that? How far is that? That's... Oh, that's within my first range increment. Never mind. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to turn that key. We're going to try to overdrive this here sling. Yee-haw. Uh Oh, that's a 25. So. That's that a critical success for that, overdrive? That's a critical success overdrive, so I now get to add my entire intelligence modifier to my attack damages instead of half. Ooh, heavens to Betsy. The gunslinger and the inventor hitting uh, these critical successes is not great for my monsters, uh, I will <laughs> yeah. say that. But don't worry, because <laughs> here this comes is... the nat 1 on the attack roll. Natural 20! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, well, this is why these are both in a playtest. Oh my god! Now, this is this is very. High That's all right. Roll. This is very high roll. Don't get me wrong, but let's. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, let's go. Perfect cougar. What do we got? Oh, that is a roll. Oh, that is that is twenty points of damage. Twelve base plus double my plus four int mod. Man, twenty That's a sexy points amount damage. of damage right there. So yeah, the uh, my, my 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 sling just starts like vibrating, like almost out of control. He's having to like double hand the sling as it just launches the projectile over Diana's head with the same sound as like a gunshot. <laughs> Rudolph's been taking notes, uh, kind of figuring it out a little. Seems like, and uh, you just hear Rudolph go, "I know those feet," uh, as he. <laughs> Mercs this zombie, uh, ripping off one of its legs, oh. just really in bad shape, sitting there. But it is the other zombie's still turn. Still alive? Holy it's shit! Still alive. Zombies have notoriously crazy hit points. 
the we, one reaches out its like arm 35 points of to grab and pull you in, hopefully doing some damage. Natural 20. Ooh. Good God. Oh, my goodness gracious. Vicious. Absolutely vicious. 14 points of damage. Okay. Unconscious and dying. So it smacks you across the face, and then you watch as it just turns and starts striding towards your compatriots as this alleged zombie it's not my place to say whether or not it is uh, moves <laughs> may or may not be may or may not be moves into this spot right above Diana holding a gun and he'll take another shot with his fists clumsily the nice minus five uh, that's going to be a 16 to hit not gonna hit my AC is 18 so he reaches out and she like takes her gun and butts it away uh, keeping herself free of that stinky, stinky zombie. Uh, Dakai, I need you to roll me a flat death saving throw. Is it called? What is it called? Death check? Saving check? Death yeah, save? Because right now I'm like yeah. dying one, right? Yep, so you're dying one. So okay. So what is it? It's a flat just... DC 10 plus 10. your dying value. So you need to roll 11 or higher. Otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, you go okay. down to dying two. And then I also have something that makes that easier. I think it's toughness, maybe? Oh, do you have, like, the It just reduces the check by one for the dying save. Okay, so you only have a DC 10. So a flat check, I have to roll a a DC 10, so 10 or higher. Yeah. Four! (laughs) Dying two. So you are now dying two. Yep. So when is he dead dead? Dying Dying four. four. Yeah. Yeah. He's got plenty of time, (laughs) Ah, he's fine. Look at him. He He looks so spry. Uh, I have to remember which zombie fell you because I'm going to move you in the initiative order. Uh, it was him. the one that uh, just, just, just yeah number yeah, six. Just gotcha. So I will move you above him. Do 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 boop. All right. Um, so it is top of the order again. Uh, Diana, it is your turn. Cool. Uh, I am going to use a free action to drop the gun, uh, and I'm going to pull out the uh, the dagger that I have. Nice. Uh, and essentially just going to uh, attempt to drive it into the uh, the zombie that's in front of me. Uh, 24. Hit. What kind of damage uh, is it, that? Uh, it is a... It is piercing. Okay. Uh, and is that a crit or just a regular hit? What, what did you say? 24? It, yeah. A 24. It is. I am sorry, because uh, they're no, notoriously good. low ACs. So that is a critical success. Cool. Uh, that is... You punch a fucking dagger through his brain. What is there, AC? Uh, why, it's... Shh. Shut your face. Because I was saying, if it's is 10, then I would have crit on both um, of my attacks. So that's it's not 10. Okay. I, I've been keeping track of agents. Because um, I wasn't expecting and... to hit with the dagger. The 24 yeah. was pretty nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... I mean, I get a plus seven to hit with the stagger. That's fair. Very fair. Uh, And so that is going to be seven piercing damage. Seven piercing damage. So you managed to catch it in such a way, driving out one of the eyes of the zombies, but it's still standing, ready to rumble, Mm -hmm. ready to fight. Uh, And then I'm going to uh, attack it one more time. Got one more action. There you go. uh, And because it is a... Agile? Finesse weapon, it is only a minus four, so I get a plus, just a plus three hit. Natural 20. Oh, oh my god. It's a 23. Uh, this, this dice loves me today. So, 23. Mm-hmm. So that is 
just from your attack, yeah, it is a critical is... success. Yep. So does that bump it up one more, or is it just a critical success? It's just a critical it's success. Nothing, it's just a critical success. Okay. There's nothing cool. above a critical success. Mega That's success, fair. Well, I'm though. thinking like Call of Cthulhu, like where you can like bump mm. things up. Like, like higher hard and higher. success. Hard success. success. Extreme success. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That'd be an interesting variant rule, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is going to be eight damage. Eight damage. So you pluck out its other eye. It's, it's yep. kind of just shambling around. It looks bad. I mean, between... Uh, the damage that you dealt, especially the damage that was dealt by Dakai, it's looking mm. real, real bad. It's mm. still standing. <laughs> that it is, and that's my turn. That's all, right. all three of my actions. So, it is Poir's turn. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, really, all right, all right. Really holding out that Matthew McConaughey. That he is my spirit. Uh He's the spirit of this character. He's the center. Uh, I'm going to use one action to move. And then I, uh, using a cantrip, will cast the spell um, Stabilize nice. onto Kai, uh, which I believe stops him from dying. Uh, let me read the exact wording of it. Uh, but that's two actions, and then, so that's, that's everything my turn. And that's a, a, that's a range spell, right? It's not a touch spell? Yeah, 30 yeah it's a 30-foot cool. range. Cool, cool, cool. Solid. Figured it was good to, for him not to die. Yeah, so he just wounded one now. But he's not awake, right? He's just stable. Uh, yeah, positive energy shuts death door. The t- target loses the dying condition, though it remains unconscious at zero hit points. Gotcha. Wounded one. Keep that up for when the zombie decides, for some reason, to keep attacking you while you're unconscious. Just <laughs> real mean. For some, I, 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 I couldn't imagine why. Couldn't uh, so, imagine why. <laughs> you move, you stabilize all through your actions. Awesome. So it is now... The other zombie's turn, allegedly, and he's going to move. Diana's within his grasp. He's going to move up uh, into the space right there, take a swing. Uh, that is a 20 to hit. That'll hit. All right, so 20 hits, doing six points of damage, grabs hold of you, opens its mouth wide, and goes to sink in its jaw. Goes to sink its jaws into your shoulder. With a seven. So whatever, something gets in the way, maybe it bites the butt of your gun that's sitting on your back, but it looks to sink its teeth into you and it can't do it. A very thick leather coat. So thick. Like, but just in one area in particular, and it just yeah. really chomped down on that. Uh, awesome. It is now Rudolph's turn. <laughs> Rudolph kind of looks at Diana getting swarmed, looks down at a sling and goes, oh, why do I always got to be a goddamn hero? And he moves up. <laughs> Five, fifteen, oh, no. twenty, twenty-five. Like oh. on the way there, the sling is just like vibrating in his hands, and he looks over at Diana and goes, "Sorry about this," and it just detonates in his hand. <laughs> I need both My zombies God. and Diana to make me reflex saves. DC seventeen. Uh, if there's one thing about zombies, we all know they're super reflexive. Yeah, they're they're so tricksy. One one passed. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a 17. Ah, uh, just barely passed with a 17. Okay, what did the other zombie get? Uh, the other zombie got an 11. Okay, so not a crit fail. Okay, yep. so one zombie and Diana take five points of damage, and the other zombie takes 10. This is fire damage specifically. So one of the zombies, uh, when you set it off, it just like completely tears away the rest of its visage, and it like whatever left is like basically it's feet and its shin bones and nothing else. Uh, the other zombie takes a big brunt and blow of the blast and it singes and 
peels off most of its skin. It's just muscle and skeleton left, barely moving under its own power, but it is still alive. All right, my turn is done. All right, Dakai, what are you what are you thinking about while you're unconscious? <laughs> uh, monk stuff. Ah, you, monk yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Wishing he had a full head of hair. <laughs> I would look so luxurious. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, Diana, it is now your turn. Okay. Uh, I am going to. Uh, I'm gonna take the chance that this zombie might have an attack of opportunity, uh, and retreat slightly. Uh, aren't you grabbed? She is. Wasn't the one... Okay, I didn't remember if it was the one that died was the one who it, grabbed me. This was, this one was the one that had grabbed you. Okay, so, cool. Then I'll just stab him in the face. Stabby, <laughs> with, stabby. With my knife. I just go... If anything, it's just going to be stab, stab, stab. That's fair. Um, and that is going to be... That's not great, but uh, let's see. Uh, it is 13. 13 hit. Awesome. Uh, and that is going to be four piercing damage. Four piercing damage. This thing is on its last legs. Like, you cut off, like, half of its skull. It is just a gnashing mouth, like, with mm-hmm. one arm, the only functioning arm, holding on to you, trying to get to you. Yep. Uh, second attack, natural 20. Natural uh, 20. 23. Oh, God. You can roll this for diamond. damage, or you can just tell me how you kill him. I'll let you pick. Um, you, know, you know, I'll just... Whatever's left of the head, just take the dagger and just slam it down into just the its head from on top. Just, like, into the base of this, whatever skull is left. And with that, severing its last ethereal connection to its undead corpse crumbles to the ground. And you are out of combat. What, what? Rudolph looks over and goes, no hard feeling for the, the singe of your eyebrows, right? Uh, no, it's I'll, fine. Uh, it's not the first time something like this happened. <laughs> you look, her hair looks over. even better. It's like like it has a nice like fade to it now, and it's like <laughs> it's in kind of a cool shape. Uh, just that lucky. Fades to like like black singe tips. Yeah. Yep. I'll go over to Dakai and use my last focus spell to Goodberry. Um and that'll be a whopping. Hey, ten points of health back. Nice. Ooh. Nom 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 nom. As he as he <laughs> moves your jaws feed back him. and forth. Feed <laughs> him the good berry. You gotta eat the berry, buddy. Come on, chew chew the chew oh, them jowls. <laughs> so now that you're all in this room, looking around, uh, this wide gallery is lined with a colorful mural depicting a figure performing some sort of magical ritual over an expanse of the ocean. His arms. Raised high, he beckons to something beneath the waves and is answered by a frothing, foaming section of the water that hints at a massive shape rising. To the northwest, stairs rise to another large room, so even deeper in. Uh, An elegantly carved figure towers over the room, combining the bodies of an eel and the visage of a horrifying deep-sea fish. I ain't never seen a fish like that before. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you think fish have feet? Probably not. I got nothing to walk on. Yeah. Are, are fins feet? Y'all nah, think about fins. that. <laughs> are feet fins? See how stupid that sounds? Oh. Well, sorry. I mean, I do kick in the water that way, so kinda. <laughs> oh, damn, you're right. 
here on the Don't show, teach you that in the mind, do that. philosophical questions like, are Finn's feet? It's the most important question, and, and I'm glad that fins. we're getting down to the hard answers. Yeah, I mean, it's not that all fins are feet, but all feet, feet are, are fins. fins. That's so, fair. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. that. Yeah, rhombus is squares. Exactly. I think that's solid. Okay. And so that's oh. what uh, Dokai was dreaming of while he was unconscious. <laughs> He's like, Is those, are those actually feet? <laughs> As he wakes up, he just goes, fins! Uh. <laughs> so uh, what, are we, what are we looking for here? Why, why are we still here after fighting the undead? Oh, that's a good question. I will uh, take a little look around with my magic eyes, and I'll cast attack, Detect Magic to see if anything pops out. Detect you, Magic. You detect magic coming from detect. the south western corner it's over here of like this whole area yeah i'll go over and investigate yeah so it's it's actually like coming from beyond the room as you sense it oh okay okay uh so there's like a mural in this room do we understand what this thing is Is it's like a big statue so uh yeah as you look at the statue um you can roll me uh, a culture or a religion check to recall some knowledge there. Um, oh, 18 plus 7, 25. 25. Uh, so you recognize it immediately. It's, it's a picture of Aerodin. Uh, Aerodin calling forth the Isle of Kordos, which is the island that Absalom is located on. And Aerodin, the, the living god, the last Aslanti, uh, brought Absalom into existence to house the Starstone. So that's like him being depicted doing that task. I'm going to say that, but all country-like. <laughs> so there's yeah, like a star yeah. stone or whatever in here, too. Reminds me of that time that in the mine right there. I found a big old chunk of ore and I had to pull it up out of the ground. Kind of the same thing. So that's right. what you see. And then uh, for the statue, I need an occult check to recall some knowledge here. I got this one. Let me take a look. 23. 23, and you, especially after reading that letter, you immediately recognize uh, Dagon, the demon lord of the sea. Oh. Uh, yeah, and you, and you look, as you're looking around, Rudolph, as a craftsman yourself, you're realizing that this room, like, no expense was spared. The fine stone, the, the craftsmanship is, is beyond comparison or, or even comparable to some of the greater churches that exist on the surface of Absalom. Huh. This place is... Probably looked way nicer about a hundred years ago. Still looks okay. Anyone else get the feeling that we might be lambs to a slaughter? Nah. I, those were the guardians, obviously. Those undead. Everything's gone. It's smooth sailing from here, unless there's more. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's more. Maybe we should take a quick ten-minute break. While you're taking a ten-minute break, uh, all of you, can you roll me uh, some uh, perspe- perception? Perspective, oh, perspective. Fifteen. Huh. You know what? I never thought of it that way. Ratatouille. <laughs> so I got a fourteen plus seven, twenty-one. Twenty-one. I got a nineteen. Thirteen. Nineteen. Thirteen. Fifteen. Fifteen. So everybody, uh, but Dakai, is a little bit out of it. You walk around the room as as you're resting, and you find a couple of things. First, you find a pendant of the occult. Uh, you find it at the feet of the statue. You also find a potion of water breathing, a silver bowl decorated with the motifs of the sea, crashing waves. Uh, you see like a sea monster kind of that's been uh, put on there as well. And that's, that's kind of what you find as you just meandering around this, this area, checking things out. 
I would like to drink soup out of that bowl. Say again? I would like to drink soup out of that bowl. So if I could take that home, that'd be nice. All opposed? <laughs> All opposed? Great. New soup bowl. <laughs> Great. New soup bowl. Motion carries. <laughs> Gosh. I'm adding that to my inventory. Um, New soup bowl. And then... Uh, the spellcraft, I assume spellcraft still exists. Uh, it's Arcana now. I think Arcana. it's Arcana. Thank yeah. you so much. So, uh, if you want to roll me a recall knowledge for Arcana, I can I can give you a little more insight into that pendant of the occult. All right, seventeen. Seventeen. So you're maybe looking seven. at it. Uh, this amulet is hollow and shaped in the form of an unblinking eye. Its cavity typically holds some fragment of occult text, uh, though this one is empty. While wearing the pendant, you gain a plus one item bonus to occultism checks, and you can cast the Guidance Cantrip as an occult innate spell. Hmm. Fun little doodad. Guidance is kind of good. Yeah. Little plus one. Little 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 thing. Yeah. Plus one. Hit, Attack hit roll, perception, saving throw, or skill check. So y'all spend ten minutes, maybe getting some focus points back. Hanging out, finding this sick new soup bowl. Oh, uh, Are we done? And, I mean, uh, we beat the beast and then some. <laughs> well, I so, sense some more magic coming this way. Of course you do. <laughs> let's so let's just, yeah. you know, let's just peek our heads in there, and if there are more zombies, we'll just, we, I don't know, barricade the door well, we and tell the goblins them. we got everything. <laughs> We did it! Hooray! Can I can I search the zombies for anything? Do they have anything on them? They have a little more than like uh, bits of cloth that haven't completely rotted through. Okay, uh, it's it's pretty no gross. No fanny packs, especially the one that was decapitated by Diana. It's pretty horrific, and they smell terrible. They've been down here for a long time. As you all are are looking around this chamber taking your time going back and forth you don't you don't see much but you do feel this kind of strange uneasy feeling um like this place has some sort of magic going on but it's it's very weak it's very underlying and just gives you this odd uh sensation that's a little tough to put your finger on any y'all got an odd sensation it's a little tough to put your finger on i've had that pretty much since the boat yeah I'll just tell you, I'm going to stay right here in the middle of this chamber. That's 20-foot berth on all sides. No crocs, <laughs> no zombies. Nothing's getting the jump on Rudolph. Now that's smart. You're a nice, open target. That's a no, good idea. I'm just saying, no I GM seen... alive could argue I was going to get a surprise round. I tell you what. Uh, uh, Poir, as you keep going, you focus in more and more, and eventually the magical aura is a single aura emanating from this room right here. I think it's come from over here. Should we check it out? Sure, let's do it. Let's go into the weird hallways. <laughs> I'm sure with it's torch, fine. With torch yeah. in hand, I will lead the way. As you get up, you see the stairs dead end uh, to a wall. Uh, the wall has fallen apart, but it's it's odd. It's like cement and brick. It's not this, this fine stonework that was there before. You see that there is maybe a two-foot-wide crack that runs from the ceiling about halfway down through this wall. Two-foot-wide crack? Two-inch-wide crack. Oh, Two-inch-wide. Yeah, that runs from the ceiling to about midway down. Like right here? Yep, right there. 
Uh, well, I do have a spell that could be. Oh, so my the less she familiar I think is tiny. Would he it, wouldn't would, be able to fit through now. Even tiny, it'd be too too squeezy. If I were to turn into something the size of a pest, would that be small enough? Uh, yes, I would say so. Because you'd be let me double check the pest think, form. I like to pollinate flowers, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, well, no, I can trans I can transform into the form of a tiny animal, such as a cat, insect, lizard, or rat. Said insect? Yeah, I would say insect. An insect could get through. Okay, yeah, I will turn into a cockroach. Or no, bumblebee. Bumblebee would be easy. I can so, fly. I, you. <laughs> I will then. Uh, I will cast on myself, which is my last prepared spell of today. The uh, guy's and... like, ah, bean smashes it. <laughs> Flurry of blows, then, <laughs> I will then go through the crack to see what I find. <laughs> As you go through the crack, you find a couple of things. First, all over the walls, scratched in with what seems to be talons or fingernails, is just the same phrase repeated over and over and over again. Candrin's wish. Andrin's wish. But what is more striking is not that, but in fact, the odd ghoul that is standing there. Oh, it's really doing me dirty here. Let's see if we can do this. Do, do, do. It's like it I peer through the crack as a, I'm in, yeah. Yeah. Although you flew in, you said. Oh, Did yeah. Well, not? I mean, I was it. Well, you said I have men, and you said it was so tiny, I figured I had to crawl through it. I was, uh,. I thought you just flew into the room and just hanging out in the room right now. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, if you want that, that's fine. Uh, I do, uh, as you die. <laughs> I uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you see this ghoul sitting there, almost in a trance. It's tight blue skin and horrifying visage, staring unblinking at the wall in front of it. You buzz into the room and it looks up, staring at you. And he just goes, oh... A little friend. It has been a while. And he kind of puts his finger out to see if he'll land on it. Mm. Sting him. Sting him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to not land on the weird thing's finger. And I'm going to zip back inside <laughs> the other way. <laughs> Goodbye, little friend. <laughs> uh, can somebody understand B? I'm assuming Sylvan might work. We can say that, but you are a bee that speaks Sylvan. I'm going to say no one understands because also bees communicate by dancing. Uh, I will so. dance. I will dance, hoping that somebody will understand what I say. Ooh, very erotic. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, no one understands what you say. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. That no one has any clue what's going on. Like they see you fly in, you like land on Dakai's head, and you're just like dancing. And everyone's just like, "What the? I fucking no clue." Oh wait, I can't actually fly. It has to be something like a cockroach because that's a fourth level thing, a heightened fourth. So it'd have to be like a cockroach. So he eats you. Uh, as a cockroach. No, uh, so I just like place you, pick you up, and place you like in the crack so you can see just inside. Yeah. All that still happens. It's fine. You you crawl out. Now you communicate as a cockroach does, which is with its antenna and through smell, uh, which is different, but it also doesn't help. <laughs> um, mm, going to be no good way to explain this without, uh, without stop being a uh, a pest. 
I guess I will drop pest form and explain what I saw. There seems to be a potentially friendly... Well, there seems to be a potentially friendly uh, ghoul of some kind. Pardon? We could, we could potentially... Yeah, I don't, like, I don't like the words potentially friendly and ghoul put together. I mean, he was very polite to uh, a cockroach, and he could probably hear us through this if we talk loud enough. He, he hears you, and he just goes, Oh, is there somebody outside? Gonna pull out my gun. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> buddy. Uh, what's the dealy? Uh, I was that cockroach that was what in there a few minutes, a, a seconds ago. Oh, um, little friend. Yeah, yeah, I'm little friend. Uh, what's, what's your dealy? Are, are you gonna try to eat our faces if we let you out? Oh, no, 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 no. Tis true Inside? that I hunger for certain things, but I have been here for so long that I can control that hunger. Uh, discipline I have learned, yes, but hunger is as nothing unto me now as it's been so long since I have had anything to eat. What was it that was scratched into the walls? It, it was, was like Cardin's Wish. Cardin's Wish? Yeah. Y'all know anything about a Cardin's Wish? Oh. I see that you read my little writing. <laughs> I am capable of reading, yes sir. Uh, well, you were a cockroach, so I was surprised at your literacy. <laughs> People often are. <laughs> uh, can I roll? Can I roll a society on Cardin's wish? Yes, you can. Please and thank you. Uh, Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Um, so you know that it is a pretty upstanding family. Currently, there is uh, a Cardin that is part of the council of Absalom and he is first harbor master. So like they are very rich. They, uh, they are part of the console council and they are upstanding, uh, in society. So they still are a very important family in Absalom. Yeah. That, uh, that card, that's like a real powerful, uh, wealthy family here in Absalom. I'm talking like big dogs. I'm talking like they don't work in the mine. I'm saying they own the mines. Yes. Them. That's all I got. I'm staying back here. <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. if there's an, is there like an insight check for uh for yeah. for Pathfinder uh, it's, it's perception. Roll perception, please. Perception. I just want to kind of check what this Which so what are you checking? So, you so tell me what you're trying to to figure out as you're maybe like looking through the crack at him talking. I'm I'm very I'm very curious about the whole hunger thing and if okay. he's able or they are able to control it. I don't know if there is a gender. Dan, uh, it's just like I'm I'm all for voting to keep this thing where it is. And I rolled a eleven total. He he seems like he's he's being honest. Um, I don't know, guys. He seems pretty upfront about the whole not being hungry for human flesh stuff. To be fair, this guy's kind of a relic. Yeah. Are we are we all missing about the fact that we are all walking bags of human flesh to this guy? I, I mean, some of us are more fun size. In there, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, same idea. If you took the time with your uh, with some like weapons and like especially my uh, fists. Yeah, I mean your fists <laughs> are weapons. Uh, if you took some time, you could definitely break it down, taking maybe a half an hour or so. Oh, okay. But you could definitely break it down. The thing is, from his side, he doesn't have any weapons. Uh, there's only one of them. It seems like he's been trying to chisel away at what's been going on here for a long time. Got and it. it's finally, as of late, finally cracked. And he's managed to get like a little bit of a peephole. Got it. I thought it was like thicker than that. Like, 
it's it's decently thick, but it's heavily eroded because this chamber completely floods and yeah. then completely washes out. So, so I got what what more uh, quick question. Uh, so why are you in this particular predicament? Why are you sealed like this? So sorry to be so rude. I am, well, I was called Marcon Tanal. You see, Tanal. I was imprisoned here, chained and bricked up behind this same wall. I got hungry, and I got tired, and well, I slept, and then I died. But strange, I woke, and I broke my chains and searched for escape, but there was none. So I slept once more, until the ground shook. Since then, uh, I have drifted and chipped away. A crack I noticed after the shaking. The hole is all I have created. Do we as, recognize as that? As somebody name? who is from, uh, you know, Galarian's resident spooky land, can I roll to know anything about uh, ghouls? Yeah, you can absolutely roll me. So you can roll me uh, a knowledge religion. I have nothing in religion, but, you know, <laughs> let's go for it. Yep. Yeah, I got a two. Two. Yeah, I mean, to your knowledge, like, ghouls can't talk. Uh, mm-hmm. And ghouls are often, like, angry. Like, you would expect this thing to be reaching through mm-hmm. the crack, trying to grab at you, trying to eat your flesh. He's very calm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of putting you a little bit on your heels, because it's very odd. Yeah. Ah. Uh... I, I don't know. I don't. He could maybe not kill us, but also. Um, ghouls aren't supposed to do these things. They're this not supposed to talk. Uh, and I don't know about any of you. I'm feeling a little bit rough from our last fight. Uh, and I don't know, especially a narrow hallway like this. I don't know if it's the best place for us to fight a possibly. Uh, possibly a not so friendly ghoul. If they Please, get out. I mean you no harm. I just wish to be rid of this cell. I could I see mean, that. I mean, we could return to the society, let them know about this. They can send more people that are better prepared for this. I like that plan. Yeah, we don't got any pickaxes or anything to hollow yeah. this thing out, So, and I'm yeah. all spent on my spells. Hey, feller, would you be okay if perhaps we came back later with some more friends to help you out of here? No, please, I, I beg of you. The the last people that said they'd return never did. They Who were the last people? I I know not fairly. It's been and he like watch him get kinda of lost in his own thoughts for a moment. I don't I don't know. I don't know how long I've been here. I please, I beg of you. My heart it fills with rage for what has been done to me, and I, I solely wish to get what I know out into the world to to tell my tale so that once more I may lay down to peace. I mean, I want that as well. It's just we don't got no nothing to get you out of there. Could you tell us your tale and we will tell it to the proper authorities? I'm just saying impatience is not a good sign. (laughs) I mean, you get locked up in there for God knows how long and see how you're running. I was probably locked up for a reason. I fear that I may not be able to rest, and if I 
tell you my tale, you may never return, and I may suffer here for all eternity. Maybe. Please, if it were to make you feel more comfortable, you could hobble me, you could put me in handcuffs, tie me with rope. I will not fight you. I simply wish to see the surface once more. He seems pretty sincere. Yeah, can we roll <clears throat> roll another like kind of sense motive based yep. off of that? Another perception? Yeah. All this. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. He he's Just he seems really like sounding sincere, and he he only like though he sounds impatient. I think he's just forlorn and he's scared because he's been here and he doesn't know what's happening to him, and he doesn't know if he'll ever return, and we don't know how long he's been trapped here. Roll me a roll me a, a society check as well. Who thirteen? Yeah. So. Anyone else? Society? Oh, I was just curious if we recognize his name from like... Uh, nine. <laughs> nine? Uh, 11 plus one, 12. 12. So you don't recognize his name, but the way he talks is, is pretty odd. You would say that like his demeanor and his speech, like maybe he's 500 to 1,000 years as long as he's been here. Um, and I mean, that matches up a little bit with the, the Cardrons. Like they've been in... Absalom since it's been up for thousands of years. Just a generationally wealthy family that has slowly yeah. controlled things from behind the scenes. I do believe he is speaking the truth and I feel feel for his soul. Then you can break him out while we all stand over by the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and if we hear screaming, we'll see you in the next life. I will say, in that letter, they did say something What where uh, Pathfinder people let out great evils into the world. <laughs> um, you, uh, sir, would you not, would you happen to be a great evil and or related to one? If he is, he's not going to tell us. Uh, not, not, not at all. I am but a, a man and, oh, I guess, no longer. I am a spirit tied to this plane. I simply wish to be free and tell my tale. What exactly is your tale? Can you tell it to us as we try to break you out? I suppose I could do that if you'd be amenable to breaking me out. I just start <laughs> I, I, back I watched Diane <laughs> just back up. <laughs> we were talking like just, 20 uh, feet. Uh, yeah, welcome to the club. So you all can do that. Um, so who's going to... So I'll let two of you kind of do that uh, while yeah, this is I'll happening. I'll help. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have Poir and we'll have Dakai because they both seem the most uh, affable to... Uh, Marcone. While that's happening, uh, (laughs) do Diana and Rudolph, do you want to search anywhere else deeper into here? I'm watching. Like, I'm ready to run, but I'm keeping an eye on that whole rigmarole. So you all get to work. Can you you both roll me a crafting check, please? Crafting? Plus one. Ooh, natural 20. So for a 19. Nice. The two of you working in tandem, instead of it taking about a half an hour, it takes about 15 minutes. You, you do it quite quickly. Uh, you get maybe halfway down. Uh, it's starting to open up a little. You probably fit like a head through or, uh, you know, part, part of an upper body, not the whole creature quite yet. But as you're doing this, he goes, You see, long ago, I was an accountant for the Cauldrons. And one day I noticed all too soon that their wealth first paled to nothing. I watched them empty their coffers for one strange reason or the next. But a mere month passed and 
their wealth began to double, triple, quadruple. Uh, I couldn't make any sense of it. And as a diligent bookkeeper, I made, I did my best to figure some things out. Soon I found that they weren't paying taxes. They weren't donating what they should to the city. I thought it rather odd, so I asked around, and every tax collector or, or bill producer told me the same thing. They talked for a moment and slowly stopped talking altogether and eventually walked away. It was quite hard. Eventually, after some digging and some further explanations, I found that they had found a wizard, a powerful one at that. They had paid him a great sum to cast a wish spell, so they never had to pay bills or taxes again, making their wealth unto here first foothold. When I went to the cauldrons with this knowledge, they were embarrassed and rightfully asked me not to, to tell anybody, but it felt it my duty, for they were supposed to be upstanding citizens next I knew. I was covered with a sack, thrown in the back of a cart, dropped into the sewers, and then I was walled into this room, left to die. They did this to me, simply for seeking knowledge. That's rough, buddy. So you all get to the point where if you go a little further, it'll open completely. You're right, doing the rest of it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Slings at the ready. So you, you bust out the last bit of the wall, and he emerges. So strange. The first walls that are not my own that I have not seen for centuries. Now, I'll be happy to, to come with you to the surface. But I fear my visage may be one that's most unappealing. Does one of you have a cloak, perhaps, to hide my look? Dokai will reach over and grab the hat of disguise off of, I think it was Rudolph that had it. I think it was uh, Poir, who Poir. was looking like George Clooney. Yeah, <laughs> it was grab it off of him and put it on to Marcone. You put it on him, and the shape he chooses, uh, it looks somewhat similar to to his normal shape his skin's no longer blue and taut his fingernails no longer long his fangs no longer short it looks like he's trying to project his once living self back through this hat and he looks at his hands oh i never thought i would be this way again thank you and okay will kind of give like a little like bow to him and he's he's going to kind of like poke poke his head in this room and see what else? Like, just kind of take a quick gander. Yeah. yeah. But, so, you kind of look around. There's nothing. There's another statue of that sea demon lord. Uh, it's smaller. Not as grand. That's that's in there. You see on the wall there are chains that were busted long ago. Rusted to nothing. Um, that was more likely when he was tied up. Uh, and that's all you see. And then, on every surface, the floor, the ceiling, the walls, you just see Cardin's wish having been scratched in. Okay. Um, and Do- Dokai will say to him, I believe we still have some more exploring to do, but as soon as we are done, we will take it to the surface with us. That is amenable. And he goes, uh, and he kind of sits on the shore, sticks his feet in the water, and kind of just looks out. 
as this is all happening, you all notice that the water level has risen quite a bit here. Uh, it's maybe up to your knees, the waist of the halflings. Uh, like throughout not the... anything, but the tide is definitely coming in. Like it's it's filled throughout okay. the entire ruin. Uh, yeah, so this entire ruin, you oh. would know floods. Oh, we gotta get going, uh, y'all. Yeah, we we should probably not hang around here too much longer. Uh, I I am not a fish person. I cannot breathe underwater. Me neither. I'm, she's gonna. Yeah. Rudolph's gonna go climb Maybe in the boat. Let's Free just invent something, but you know. Yeah, let's just look in here real quick. I'm gonna just look inside to see what's up and then run away. So you look up. Seven zombies. You look up through the room. Uh, it seems to have once been a library. Uh, as the water is rising, you you note a number of things that are floating in and amongst uh, the refuse. Books, scrolls, all of them sodden and, and rather useless. You do note that slightly more in the back, there seems to be some sort of scroll case that's floating on the water surface. Not waterlogged or having taken it in yet. I'll yank that. I'll yoink it. So you walk up to it, you grab it, uh, and you, you got it without any real anything bad happening. All right, and I'll run back to the boat. And time to hot. I think maybe it's time to go. I found a thing. Proud of you. Let's I'm gonna go. Check this room down at the bottom left of the map because it looks like there's still a little bit more. Right? Yeah. So you check into that room, and it seems to be some sort of prayer hall um, that was little used for little else maybe than uh, daily prayer. Okay. And I'll give a little nod to Aurori, his deity, and then head back out to the, the rest of the group. Uh, as you all get on the boat, Marcone uh, just gets in the water and begins to swim, uh, undisturbed by the water, not needing to breathe, able to navigate it rather easily without your help or the help of the boat. I'm way more comfortable. Which is good, because I don't think we would have fit, fit everybody in the boat. <laughs> well, the nice thing about not having to breathe. Uh, I'm quite the adept swimmer. Uh-huh. Okay, so we jump in the boat. I think we're just heading back all the way up and out before we drown. <laughs> we got to go back to the sewers, right, and come out through the playhouse. Yep. So okay. you, you do that, and you make it back through the sewers. Um, there's 12 crocodiles. You yeah. all die. Nah. Well, we tried. Uh, yeah. so, so you make it back through the it. sewers. Uh, as Poir is on the boat, uh, not helping to row at all, because Poir does Poir things. He opens the, the scroll case. Inside is a deed to the playhouse and the area surrounding it. Oh. All this ties this in a ni- nice little, you know, bow. <laughs> we tear it up. <laughs> no one can have it. No <laughs> goblin can have this as I burn it. <laughs> Eventually, you get back to the surface. Um, and Zuzgut's there. They're putting on another production. Uh, this one seems a bit strange. You take some time, and you're pretty sure it's Curse of the Crimson Throne. It's a little tough to make out. Uh, maybe it's Return of the Rune Lords, one of those APs, but but they're definitely playing one of those two. Uh, as you return <laughs> with a new person in tow, he just goes, "Halt! The adventurers have returned with that that guy. Who 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 is that guy?" Uh, it's a he, he was very a long story. Prisoner. In the, in the flooded basement. The floods yes. completely every night. Yes. Yep. He has abilities. Like uh, taken? 
not not to dis- <laughs> he has certain set of skills uh not to distract you from this very pertinent uh trailer but I, how would you like to own this here property well it would do my heart great but i mean we already told you that the place around here we just happen to to live and well i'm glad you let us stay here but what well, 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 what if i were to tell you that i on my person perhaps found the deed to this place and that I am of the particular notion to give this deed to you. Well, I mean, that would be great. But I don't know why we're playing this hypothetical game. It seems a little mean-spirited to uh, be saying... <laughs> hey, you know me. what? You're right. Uh, that's true. Here, here, take this. It's the deed. Y'all own this place now. And here's a little yeah. keycat statue and You're five just gold. giving it to him? We worked hard for that. I got bit by a croc. Right on my ass. I don't know. What am I going to do with this? I, I, I'm, I'm a forest person. I don't even want to be in this At least city, give me so the what gold. am I going to do with it? Yeah, I don't think anyone really wants this except for maybe the goblin. So he, you hand it to him. He's dumbstruck. Uh, he's looking at it, and he goes, I wish I could read. And then he hands it back to the old lady behind him, uh, <laughs> who clearly can. And then she like kind of whispers in his ear. And he's like, it's true what you say. You are the heroes man oh man this is great you know what? i don't fucking care who that guy is you guys can go you guys are the best thanks so much yeah man yeah, I, awesome yeah. i really don't know what to do i'm a little all over myself ah god this is gonna be great eventually i will reopen this playhouse and all of my beautiful plays will happen once more and dokai is like over talking to the the lead actor giving him pointers <laughs> See, I find it best if you read it with no emotion whatsoever, as yes. wooden as possible. You you need now, to keep it. You need to keep your portrayals flat, so that now, I, the audience can project themselves, project themselves <laughs> into the position. I don't normally ask for for things in return for things I don't want, but you know, I did give you this here deed, so maybe perhaps uh, you can make me the lead of your next play. It would be my undying pleasure to have you as the lead of. Goblins, goblins, goblins. It's like, have you ever seen Chicago? It's that, but with goblins. <laughs> I, I just have one <laughs> other thing. If you could make the female lead that will be starring a, uh, uh, opposite me a form of plant, I think we could have a hit. They, uh, <laughs> they all kind of look at each other, and he's like, sure. <laughs> uh, y- yes, I, I, su- I suppose. We can even put, like, a planner. We could put some wheels on a planner. It could roll it around. You know what? We'll talk about the logistics later. I think maybe if we we try to go over in too much detail, we don't want to lock onto an idea and when something better might be in front of us. You know, it's important creative thinking. My my lawyer will be in touch. Don't worry. (laughs) So will mine. And he, like, points at a guy that has glasses and is holding a bunch of random papers. He's like, mine's a birch tree. (laughs) Briefcase. Yeah, briefcase. (laughs) That's, like, clearly a briefcase he's been eating. It has, like, big bites (laughs) taken out of it. And it's, like... He's very he's he's very litigious, but he does love to eat things. Mine's a mine's a mine's a birch tree. They're very uh, particular. So, so I've heard, uh, I suppose. <laughs> if we're all said as you all, done here, uh, oh, we uh good to go collect our payment. I certainly would think so. I mean, un- hopefully you found something of 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 use down there. I know that there was lots of stuff and you were after ancient artifacts, but it seems you came up a bit empty-handed, so I am sorry for that. I got a soup bowl. Whoa! This guy got a soup bowl! <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. We we don't have bowls. We just eat out of our hands. That's, that's some fancy eating. 
That's pretty hot, right? That, that'd burn. You just, you, you, do you see cold soup? You eat a goulash or something? Borscht. Borscht. <laughs> Borscht. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, after your in-depth discussion of soups, uh, you yeah. all go back to the Pathfinder Society. Um, luckily, with the use of the hat, it's pretty easy going. The does do, do some odd things uh, that seem to be fairly outdated. Someone passes in a carriage. He stops and sinks to a knee, uh, assuming either the person is royalty or in control of the city, and that the everyday person has carriages now. Uh, in addition to that, he uh, starts yelling at a fishmonger uh, because he won't accept the currency he has on them. You look at them, they're these strange steel coins that are stamped that make no sense. Um, but otherwise, it's a pretty easygoing time. You get back, reveal the true identity of Marcone. He shares all that he knows and more. Uh, a huge uh, boon to the society of the Reliant Seal. Eventually, he says everything he does, including the Carhen's wish and all that good stuff. A uh, week goes by, and you return and... You find him in his room where he was staying, not wearing the hat, but he has returned what seems to mortal form and has since passed into the next life, having finally unburdened himself from his awful knowledge. And you all have completed the Flood King's Court. Woo! And we're level Woo-hoo! two for next time. Level up. Sure. That's, yep, you're level two. Woo! Let's do it. Level two. Yeah. We're going into Age of Ashes. Age of Ashes. The next uh, Ashes. I want to play Abomination Oh, Balls. man. It's, yeah, yeah. That, that one, too. They're, we're running both Four Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games, Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo, Inc., which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo, Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo, Inc. and Paizo product, please visit paizo.com.